0: All right all right all right day 161 welcome back to the windows and mirrors podcast my name is keith and remember this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the bible is more like a window than it is a mirror we come to it to see through it and to see god not to look at it primarily and see ourselves all right so uh 2 chronicles 17 now remember um once we got to 2 chronicles 10 all the way to chapter 28 it'll just talk uh the the camera lens kind of zooms in on judah the southern kingdom And their time, like what what the kingdom was like during the divided monarchy, when the when the kingdom was split between Israel and Judah. And so we're right back in the thick of it. And we're introduced to Asa's son, Jehoshaphat. Now, remember, last time we talked about Asa, he was a cat who started off phenomenal. But then he just stopped seeking the Lord, um, even in his old age. And so even in his uh, sickness and uh, now his son, Jehoshaphat, is on the throne. And uh, listen, he uh, Jehoshaphat josiah and hezekiah them three cats those are the chroniclers some of his favorite kings right and so jehoshaphat is a king who the text says the lord was with because he walked in the ways of his father david now remember david was the paradigm king in israel he was the mark right all the kings were to be like him in terms of fidelity to the lord and so jehoshaphat has wealth honor and fame And the kingdom was flourishing. Right. Almost. uh, Some scholars say like close to that of Solomon. The kingdom was flourishing because the Lord had established it for him, the text will say. And he was he is one, the text will say, um, had great pride (laughs) in the Lord's ways. Right. So what what Jehoshaphat does here, the text mentions is so interesting. He was one who didn't just practice what he preached. Hear this. He is one who preached what he preached practice if that makes sense he sent his officials and his levites and his priests to and he sent them to teach the torah to teach the bible to teach the first five books throughout all of judah he basically starts his own seminary look at verse 9 in chapter 17 right so again we have this commitment here to law observance among god's people because of god's king right and this is in accordance with deuteronomy 17 right uh, uh, you know kingship and law being paired together in a mark of faithfulness is listen seeing to it that God's people are well acquainted with God's word and I want to say that to you today like in your small sphere of influence or in your large sphere of influence in your medium <laughs> size sphere of influence like see to it in whatever way you can that God's people are well acquainted with God's word you don't have to be a pastor or a leader or a teacher or a scholar to do so right the word of god can bring about faith yes but it also nurtures faith as well and so he is also this great military leader right he's killing it right he's like david in so many ways the surround surrounding nations even knew it as well two chronicles 18 though um we get this story that is basically verbatim taken from first kings 22 where we have jehoshaphat um you know, he takes up this political policy and treaty with the apostate north that is in this deep state of apostasy and darkness under Ahab and Jezebel. Now, however, perspective is everything. Again, the book of Chronicles is zooming in on Judah. And we talked about in depth what happened between Jehoshaphat and Ahab uh, in 1 Kings 22. So you can go back and listen if you want. Um, but basically, the alliance between him and Ahab to take Ramoth Gilead is not pleasing to the Lord and when asked to join him. Uh, when when ahab asks jehoshaphat to join him he does but jehoshaphat asks let's inquire of the lord first so ahab asked the prophets of baal they're all unanimous every one of his prophets prophesied they'll be victorious but micaiah a true prophet of the lord prophesies alone right that he will not and so truth remember truth can be uh can never be determined by solely off of the number of adherents right so they all get washed jehoshaphat is spared by God's grace, but Ahab is killed. So you see the contrast between the two. The Southern King is uh, spared. The Northern King is not, but we see that alliances with those that are headed toward apostasy can lead to catastrophe. As we keep reading in chapter 19, we see that the Lord wasn't pleased with this. So Jehu comes to uh, Jehoshaphat and lets him know like, nah, God, it ain't all good in the hood, my G. Like God ain't, God ain't happy with that. He's not pleased with that. And the Lord's judgment is upon him. And it seems as if uh, the text is not explicitly clear here, but it seems as if he didn't know the extent of the apostasy of the north. And again, the chronicler is keeping it a buck with us, but he's trying to like, you know, like show his hand. Like, hey, remember, the northern tribes was wild. They were wild boys. So Jehu comes out to confront Jehoshaphat. And we learn here part of what it means to be devoted to the Lord. It's it's being discerning about those who can subtly and yet possibly still lead you away from the Lord. And so after this point, in light of the prophetic word, uh, he hears the word and he turns from it and he resumes his earlier reforms among Judah. Remember he started the seminary, he was he was that dude. Um, he appoints judges, leaders, and Levites to settle disputes, carry out justice, and discern matters among God's people, all in line with god's law and god's word but in 2 chronicles 20 you know the last chapter we have this the, uh, this coalition right the moabites the ammonites and the Mennonites, they come in a fight against my man jehoshaphat right and jehoshaphat is shook he is scared he is shaking right and what does he do text says it he resolved to seek the lord There it is again. He resolved to seek the Lord. He he resolved to seek the Lord. Remember, this is the mark of the chronicler's piety and religious devotion, right? He proclaims a fast for all of Judah and they seek the Lord as well. And in doing this, they show their serious need. Hear this for divine help and aid. And I love it because we can have confidence, fam, in crying out to the Lord when we know the character of our Lord. They know he is a helper. Right. They know he provides this divine aid. He says, uh, you are the God of our ancestors. You are in the heavens. You rule over all kingdoms of the nations. You have given this land to Abraham. Check it. Your friend in the New Testament language. It's the no, 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 no. It's the everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Another promise from the God of the Bible, period, full stop. So God answers. And what does he say? He says, don't be afraid. Because the battle is not yours, but the battle is mine. I love verse 17. You don't have to fight in this battle. Position yourself. Stand still and see the salvation Hmm. of the Lord. He is with you, Judah and Jerusalem. Don't be afraid or discouraged. Tomorrow, go out to face them for the Lord is with you. God is going to save the people that call on him. They win the battle and they joyfully go back to Jerusalem. And uh, yeah, just this joyful singing of the victory of our God is in many ways like the Christian life. Like that is that is that is us. We the, God has accomplished this victory in his Messiah, in his Christ, Jesus um, at the cross and in his resurrection. And now we joyfully are headed towards the new Jerusalem uh, where God's uh, presence will be uh, will fill the earth as uh, the, the waters cover the sea. Um, that's that's what we're journeying towards spiritually um, as believers. And so I love it because um, in the story, you know, it, it's it mentions that, you know, the reason that they call on him and he responds, the reason he responds is because of his faithful love. Right. Because of his covenant love, because he's made this this commitment and these promises to his people that has established this relationship with his people. And he lavishes the love that comes with that relationship on his people and the chronicler wants the community to know that um there is a seeking of the lord that should characterize god's people regardless of the situation and um when we seek the lord we experience his covenant love that we may not experience in any other way let's pray father we ask that we would seek you that we would um remember that you have this covenant love that extends for a thousand generations meaning it will never end i pray that we will meditate on that truth today is in christ's name we pray